0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the HR Leaders Podcast, the show where we explore the future of work with industry experts and HR executives in the world, leading global brands. Today, we're joined by Jason Zeman, who's a senior director of leadership and talent development at Bausch Health Companies. Welcome to the show, Jason. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, sir?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. Holding up well, holding up well. Well, thanks for joining us. Obviously, uh, today's topic. Obviously, we're going to be talking about many things, but one of those things is, is you know, how to identify future leaders in your company right now, uh, which is very interesting to understand how you guys are adapting in your own business. But before we jump in, tell everyone a bit more about yourself personally and your journey to where we are today.
1: Yeah, sure. It's been it's been quite a journey. Um, I've been in the pharmaceutical healthcare. Uh, industry for almost 20 years now, but my path to where I am today um, took some, was some zigs and some zags, some ups and some downs. Uh, certainly, it started off actually in the field as a as a pharmaceutical sales representative. From the beginning, of, really, in terms of getting into pharmaceutical sales, um, I knew early on that. Uh, I wanted to get into some type of training role. I remember going to to new hire training and 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 really observing the the trainers and the facilitators, saying, I, "One day I want to do that." And you know, after a couple of years being in the field, selling in different, uh, selling to different specialties, and selling in different therapeutic areas, I was given the opportunity to participate in. Uh, product launches and participate in new hire training, and I got the opportunity to come inside and and do a rotation, a three month rotation that turned into a six month rotation uh, within the sales training department. you know that's where it kind of you know sealed the deal for me that you know this mm-hmm. is certainly something um, that I want to do kind of go forward uh, early on in my career. I'd say. In my first company that I was at, uh, that then called uh, Watson Pharmaceuticals, which became activists, which became um, now known as Allergan, Um, I spent about nine years in a sales training, learning, and development role. But each year, always looking to do something new and different that was always outside of my Comfort zone outside of my area of expertise. It was always about working with people who knew those areas of expertise and applying my own strengths—more of kind of these innate talents, you know—that that, that uh, surfaced. You know, really just applying it, it, applying it to the to the program, the task, the launch, the whatever it might be, and really looking for opportunities you know, within the business to build new programs, new tools, new innovative ways to launch products, et cetera. So,
0: well, the first thing I, I took away from that is when we in our first call, you, you kind of practice what you preach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, 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 you're constantly looking to improve yourself, uh, challenge yourself, disrupt, you know, Jason, how do I disrupt Jason this year? What else can I do? What can I learn? How can I push myself, Yeah. which is yeah. important. Because I actually yeah. know a lot of your peers uh, that won't mention names. They're actually really bad at that. <laughs> their yeah. role is playing development, leadership development, and they're actually not spending much time on their own <laughs> yeah. development because they're so busy with everyone else's. It's, it's not like they don't want to, but you've you've found a really good balance, it seems. <laughs> I've found oh. a
1: good balance, and you know I've learned through all of this that my hashtag is I'm an infrastructure guy. I do better in environments and companies where there where there's a lack of structure so that I can create the structure.
0: What, what's the biggest lessons that you've learned as a sales rep that you transferred, that transferred into this role? What some of the characteristics and uh, skills that have, you, that have made you more successful in this role because of your background?
1: Certainly the sales aspect, I, I'd say number one, because you know, I transitioned from sales being in the sales, calling on doctors and nurses, et cetera, who we certainly want to appreciate. At this moment, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of what we're dealing, a huge, huge thank you to the people at the front lines helping patients get better, but certainly as working with them and moving into a corporate role. And what I've learned is I actually do more selling <laughs> Yeah, in, in the, the corporate way- world. Yeah. That I actually did, you know, on, on the front lines as, as a sales professional. I
0: think I underestimated this because obviously my whole career has been in sales from 17 years old. And I underestimated how, you know, how valuable those skills were going to be moving forward. Because as I, as I started doing this show and building this business, you're selling all the time. It's whether it's yourself or your business or your product that came very natural to me. And then I started meeting a lot of un- other entrepreneurs, business owners who really struggled with that element yeah. and other HR leaders actually that I have on the show, because you could build the best strategy and project in the world, but if you can't sell that to the business yeah. and package it and promote it and, and create a brand, yeah. it will fail very quickly. Yeah. And obviously to the topic of this discussion, when we first last book, you were know, talking a lot about you know, how you're empowering your people leaders, your future business leaders, healthy, how you identify future leaders. What does that look like? now in your current business? How well are you identifying future leaders?
1: Actually, we, we have two key programs in place. One that's more commercial uh, sales professionals only. And we have another program that's more global in nature, or I should say has become global in nature. Uh, so those are two key programs. The, the latter one that I just mentioned is called Emerging Leaders. The, the previous one, that I, the first one I referred to is called our Field Sales Trainer Program you know, we look at those two programs as kind of stepping stones. You know, if you're in a commercial space on the commercial sales business side, you have many people that are kind of raising their hands saying, I want to do more. I want more responsibility. You know, those are some of the telltale signs If you know, for those sailors out there that say, okay, this person, you know, has a desire, has a willingness to want to do more and want to contribute and maybe you know displaying kind of these early signs of of showing potential to be a to be a future leader um or you know so it could be that it could be anyone who, who's kind of raising their hand even outside of kind of a more formal program to want to do more to want to contribute in some ways so we want to be aware of who seems to be kind of raising yeah. their hand so we have a process
0: Okay, let's see. I'd love to hear that.
1: <laughs> plan. Going back years ago, when I first joined uh, Bouch Health, which is, you know, most uh, about five and a half years ago, we had both of these programs in place to some degree, but they were inconsistent. Some businesses had it, some didn't. Some ran it their way, others ran it a different way. That was the field sales trainer program. The emerging leaders program was completely different. It was commercial people only, Most majority of them were sales reps. And that program was based on a book, a great book, called The Leadership Challenge. One of the first things we did is we looked at the two programs and we said, can, how can we standardize these so they go across all the businesses? And what can we do for the Emerging Leaders Program to get more people, not only across the different businesses on the commercial side, But how do we get to a point where we start to include people from corporate and then eventually get to a place where we can it could be a true global program where you have representation from different functions around the world uh, as well as the sales folks. So we looked at those two different programs and we said, you know what, as we looked at people who went through both the field sales trainer program and the emerging leaders program, it was too much for them. In addition to their other job that they had, right? So we we kind of realized that, you know what? One's got to be a stepping stone into the other. One could be a field sales trainer program where you're not really required to be with the organization as long. So we had different sets of criteria for a field sales trainer that were different from the set of criteria for an emerging leaders program. How people were nominated and selected was different than how people were nominated and selected for the Emerging Leaders Program. So we started to really kind of create some very specific parameters for those two programs. And it wasn't something that kind of happened right away. It was kind of a gradual process. So it probably took us about two years, so maybe three years, to get it to a place where One, the field sales trainer program is now standard across all eight businesses, which is a major feat in itself, Mm -hmm. more or less on the same timeline. And we, my team has kind of taken a little bit of a different role now that the infrastructure is in place, now that there is structure, now that there is consistency. We rolled off some of the the tactical responsibilities to more of the traditional commercial training team. And we're kind of there as kind of strategic advisors Which is for the IT is. program, right? Yeah. And that, that allows us, that gives us a little bit more flexibility to focus on other areas and other um, employees within the, within the organization. The Emerging Leaders Program has, has certainly evolved over time. Um, and now that's, you know, the, as of, let's see, 2008, 2018. So from 2015 to 2018, it was commercial only. In 2018, we started to include more people from corporate, still mostly, still all commercial. So you could have people in a sales rep job. You could have someone in sales ops, marketing, market access, people from the field. So that was kind of 2018. But we started to kind of have people who were who were a field sales trainer, they did the one year or two year in that role, and then they moved into the Emerging Leaders Program. And not everyone did, right? Some chose to say, you know what? I really enjoy being a sales professional. This is the craft that I prefer. I don't necessarily want to be moved into a people leader role, whether it be in the commercial side, whether it be on the functional side, right? So we started to kind of use it as a tool kind of diagnose and prioritize who wants to kind of move into a people leader role or someone who wanted to move into a leadership role but not necessarily have people responsibilities but move into a new role Mm -hmm. outside of sales this other group of people who just want to continue to be a sales professional and they Mm -hmm. can continue to be in the fst program and then it's kind of evolved into can we have different levels of fsts a field sales trainer one and a senior field sales trainer, right? And how can they kind of continue to shape that program? So it's been a great evolution. And as you think about the emerging leaders program now, in twenty nineteen, we went global with the program, but the original intent was let's just let's just kind of dip our toe in it. Let's not let's just kind of pilot having a few people in the program. It turned into much bigger than a, a toe in the water. <laughs> <laughs> where we had, we had almost uh, almost 20 people in the program from international, both from the, func- from, the, from the commercial as well as the functional side. And the rest were made up of sales mm-hmm. professionals and functional people in the U.S. So we had every function represented in both the U.S. and commercial. And then outside the U.S., we had most functions represented. And it was the first time where now you had sales professionals interacting and collaborating with people on the functional side, understanding, okay, what do you do and how does that Mm -hmm. how does that contribute to the business? And it's like, okay, I sell this product. It was the people in the function saying, let me tell you about how that product is made. Right. So you have people from research and development. You had people from legal, right? These people from research and development saying, here's how the product's made. You have, p- you have people from operations say, here's how the product, how it's shipped. You have people from legal saying, here's, here's how I protect the IP. So you had all these different people kind of interacting in this kind of Petri dish, yeah. <laughs> right? What a success that program you know has, has become. That's one way in which we have identified and cultivated our, Future leaders, kind of that first level. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also done some interesting things as well, also helping to identify other future leaders that have been a part of that program. And what I mean by that is we had cohort leaders that helped to kind of m- mentor and lead those emerging leaders. So they were broken up into cohorts. We had people knocking on our door saying, I want to be a cohort leader. And we ended up having cohort leaders, while most of them were from the commercial side, most of them were at a director level. So they were a director of sales and they were leading a cohort of emerging leaders all around the world. So they were wow. learning it well Yeah. about all, the whole other aspect of the business and really how businesses function and be successful.
0: Wow. I had too many questions along the way <laughs> when you were talking and sharing that. Thank you so yeah. much. First of all, I love the fact that you have the two levels because a lot of people say, they, "I want to be a leader, I want to be a manager," but then when they get into that position, they don't really realize yeah. <laughs> what it really means. Yeah. Even uh, even myself, when I was told, that, you know, because just because I was a very successful salesperson, now I'm going to be a manager, I realized there's a whole different world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: then, and in the first few weeks, I was like, maybe this isn't for me. And for many yeah. people that were promoted in the similar time, they were like, actually, I just want to be a sales rep. You know, I just want to yeah. be. Yeah, a senior sales rep and just let me do my thing. I don't want to lead, yeah. And so yeah. I love that you have that, that first tier to allow people to experience that yeah. and then go, actually, maybe this isn't where I want to be. Because that already yeah. um, moves those people to their, their yeah. focus, their, their true purpose.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, I would, and, I would, and I would add this comment to say, our graduates of previous years of emerging leaders, some of those became a cohort leader. So while they were still a sales professional, now they had... While they weren't kind of, you know, promoted into a, a leadership role, now in, in a way, they were getting that leadership, that people leadership responsibilities by, you know, leading a small cohort of a diverse group of people that is much different than how typical people leaders function today.
0: Mm-hmm. I think oh. it's even more valuable to that individual that they get exposed to all of the different thoughts, perspectives, insights. Um, yeah, as well. The leading a sales, just a sales team. Obviously, it's great, but yeah. very and, interesting.
1: And we achieved the best results we've had to date. Um, we've had an 89% retention in terms of the number of people that started in the program wow. to the number of people that finished. You have almost 90% retention. Uh, we've had uh, almost 30% promotion, both people on the commercial side being promoted into maybe marketing or frontline sales leader role. And then you have people even on the functional side being promoted into various roles uh, within, within their function. So 30% you know, promotion, uh, 90% retention for our first year doing a global program I mean, we still have to kind of pinch ourselves.
0: It's all of the years of, of hard work before that that's kind of realized this. That's what people are. I'm sure yeah. there's so, so many people seeing the wins now, but what they don't see is all of the years of hard work that you put in to get to where you are now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And to your earlier comment, right? It's all about, it's that continuous improvement. Yeah. Right. It's like, what did we learn from this year that we can apply to next year? And we, it's that constant Mm-hmm. It's that constant, continuous improvement that has enabled us to get to where we yeah. are today.
0: Well, the, part of that is the fact that you stepped away and have not been the people delivering it and you're now focused focus on more strategic tasks for your team.
1: Yeah, I have someone on my team, Seth Borsuk. He leads that project. He's got full ownership of the project and he just runs with it. And it's just great to see and the success of that program is directly attributed to his leadership. So,
0: And that allows you then to think about know more of the future where we're going yep. planning <laughs> like planning, planning yeah.
1: and thinking about now that we have that program in place right going back to hashtag infrastructure right now it's a matter of okay what's that next program so there's a program that we're starting to design called gold Global organizational leadership development—that's what it stands for.
0: Love it. Um, brand, sales, sales, and brand behind it. Love it's all it. about <laughs>
1: branding. It's all about the name, right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Right. It's all about the name. It's about making it sticky. So we, you know, the idea around this program is that it's for people that have been identified to maybe lead a function. Could be yeah. a small function. It doesn't have to be a two thousand person function, right? But it could be lead a marketing team, lead an ops team, be the head of sales, right? So it'd be these this type of program global in nature. Um, this one gets tied into succession planning more so than say an emerging leaders program. You know, we're looking at your future high senior level directors and VPs, right? So mm-hmm. succession planning will pick up those people. So we have that, that program that we're in the process of designing. And then if we go one more level up, we're looking at, we're designing a program called executive edge for that c-suite succession these are the individuals that are going to lead lead businesses you know large functions Mm -hmm. um etc so the the so the vision is to have three different programs for the three tiers and then we can wrap you know other types of things around those different programs or as a continuation of those programs
0: I had some questions from LinkedIn I want to jump into if it's right with you. What are the dimensions of leadership effectiveness in post-COVID-19?
1: S- something certainly I've been thinking about a lot lately. I think what we're seeing, a, a lot of high level of crisis management, or really, you really think about it, what's at the heart of crisis management, and that's crisis leadership. This is where leadership should be showing up, showing up or not showing up. And this is where you're going to see it. And it's just being about being aware and kind of scanning, kind of scanning the environment, scanning how people are communicating. Um, is is really how how we're seeing? You know, to 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 Dr. Uh, Santuna's question around the the dimensions of of leadership effectiveness. We have specific leadership competency that we created um, at Bausch Health is one of the first things. I was involved with uh, establishing when I moved from the commercial side into the HR side was to establish what are leadership competencies. So we came up with eight leadership competencies, and I think some of those competencies are showing up. You know, stuff like um, you're seeing learning agility, right? Learn, you yeah. know, it's, just, it's it's a very fluid situation. So it's like how are we constantly learning and pivoting based on what we're learning? So we're seeing, you know, high around. Um, you know, learning agility is certainly showing up um, right now. I think you know s- stuff around like strategic thinking—really thinking about the business, thinking about the environment, and seeing again: did our strategy that maybe we put in place for our business is it holding, or do we need to look at doing maybe tweaking some of our strategies? That now we're there's a there's a larger focus or a larger need for more uh capability around the digital space right did we have that digital capability or did we not and if we don't how are we adjusting our strategy to improve our digital kind of capability so i think we're starting to see some of our our leadership competencies um, start to show up but i think there's kind of this other element of leadership effectiveness just the sense of support and engagement and connecting with our our employees and our people now more than ever. Uh, to yeah. yeah. You know, it's having the resilience to go from week 1 to week 2 to week 5 and it's at least another 4 weeks here uh, on the northeast in the US. So it's 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 having that resilience. And I think these are some of the kind of more sticky softer things that are kind of showing up as we think about you know, leadership effectiveness, not only in the, in the during phase, but also leadership will be more important than ever. Not only now, you know, once this crisis kind of
0: unfolds. Yeah. Could you give us a brief overview of what each of the programs look like? Your sales one and, and the other, what does that look like?
1: So, it's all three programs, emerging leaders, because since it's, it's in process, it's a one-year program it's blended in the sense that it's a combination of three live programs that are, that are broken every three or four months or so. There is a virtual component to it where each month they're reviewing a, whether a series of micro learning modules or a module, or they're watching a podcast, or they're reading an article, and then they're coming together with their cohort leader, and they're having a discussion around it. So mm-hmm. that happens on a monthly basis. They have their cohort leader that not only acts as their leader, but as a mentor. So there's one-on-ones that they get from their cohort leader. The three live programs are broken up into spe- specific categories. You know, So the first live program was really about leadership fundamentals, teaching just the fundamentals of leadership could be around direction alignment and commitment, could be around fostering collaboration. Uh, Could be around communication, could be around, you know, the importance of self-awareness, the importance of learning agility, right? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Our second live program is all about strengths and strategy. So we take them through Gallup Strength Finders where they get to know themselves a little bit better. Now that they've been working with their cohorts, their groups, now they can start to kind of think about those are your talents. Those are your talents. And how do we work better as a cohesive team? And this is all by design.
0: Yeah. So, so they that, do I think, I think team building is also built into this as well at the same time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. First program is they're just kind of getting to know each other, even though they have a cup they may have one or two calls before before the live program, learning about the, the right, getting a feel for who they are, how do they relate to the content, how do they relate to their people, learning about what other people do. Second program is about strengths and strategy, as I mentioned. We do a little bit around like leadership presence as well uh, during that session. And this is all to prepare them for the third and final live session where they do a capstone. They work on a capstone project together and then they deliver it to senior level leaders uh, across the business. The capstone project this year, what they were trying to solve for is how can we bring the Bausch Health values to life in everything we do the tagline is, in where we work and where we live. And the live piece is really around the communities. Mm-hmm. The work piece is really about the, the workplace. So that's what they had to solve for. And then they would come to the capstone and they were evaluated not only on the idea on the capstone, but also how did they use the content throughout the program ah, interesting. and weave that content. Love so it. they were
0: evaluated
1: on that as well.
0: Didn't they know what they're evaluated on?
1: Yeah, they're provided a rubric, so they know what they're going to be evaluated on. And this was the first time where we actually had kind of our senior leadership team involved. So we had individuals that were heads of sales. We had people who were in senior level roles in quality and operations on the finance side. So we had all kind of elements, all kind of folks represented. And the winning cohort team, they were awarded um, cash prize. And they got recognition. What well, the plan is now is to work with that team to actually implement their idea within the organization, right. and work with the other emerging leaders to help them implement.
0: There's a clear it. return on investment there as well, which is great. Because You know what you're weaving in that because we always hear about the return on investment of the money that's pumped into learning and development. So now you're going to take that yeah. and bring it to life. We're
1: extremely pleased with with the program itself, and we're excited
0: about. It is uh, exciting it a leader. I'd love to be involved in a program like that yeah, <laughs> my, yeah. my my leadership training was like a one day <laughs> like a, yeah like a one day pro- yeah. program, and that was it. I got given a book and I was like off back to yeah. lead my team. I was like, oh great,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and it was really cool we we ended up um taking a play taking a, a page of a playbook from a senior level meeting that took place, and we invited leaders across pretty much all of the most of the leaders across the executive leadership team up to the C, even the CEO to come down and address the group and kind of take them through their leadership journey.
0: Ah, nice.
1: So they got to learn from them, the, the trials and tribulations, the successes they had, the failures, you know, what were their, some of their key lessons over the years that they can impart uh, on the program. So we had, we had the CEO. We had the CFO. We had heads of the businesses. We had heads of businesses from other countries come in. So, your point, I would, I would love to go through the program. I'm going through it more as a, 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 a you know, the, the co-architect to. But you sales. learn
0: a lot while delivering it. Like, like that one thing I realized when I started doing sales training with my team, I became a better salesperson because I was teaching the material. Yeah. And the more i was teaching it, the more you know. I was embedding in Chris. So when I actually went back to selling, or because I, yeah. I don't, think I'd ever stop because I love. I actually love being doing new business. Even now in our company, just love it. I can't step away from it. <laughs> uh, yeah. As well, you get better it, by by, yeah. by 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 building and designing this whole program. You kind of really. Yeah. It's a next level. What what does the technology layer look like? Did you build that internally? Can you share the pro- the software the the company that you partnered with?
1: So it was a blended approach. Um... Some of the content we leveraged internally um we partnered with companies like the center for creative leadership uh c m r institute uh compass alliance rich horwath with uh, with with um, uh he's got a, a, a strategic uh, uh company so we really kind of cultivated and and uh i should say curated mm-hmm. kind of the best of the best um and these are all companies that we work with in other elements of our programs um because it's with that it's with that idea that these skills you want to kind of thread them right throughout the different programs so they may they may get an introduction in emerging leaders, but then when they come to a people leader program, they're getting a yeah. little bit more of a deeper dive. And then they when they go to the next level program, they're getting a little bit more of a deeper dive. So they're not necessarily learning it for the first time. They're building those skills over time, right? Skills You can't microwave skills.
0: <laughs> Love it. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't microwave skills, <laughs> right? And it takes time. That's why this whole... You know, you think about how people learn the 70-20-10 principle mm-hmm. that actually CCL created. It takes time to, to kind of refine and, and strengthen these skills over time to truly achieve that level of mastery.
0: What We, we spoke before when we first our first chat was, was talking a lot about the way that people learn, how it's changed so much yeah. uh, with, with digital. Could you share what you've observed with both in the business and externally and how you've adapted your approach? But a new generation, perhaps, coming through, or the current generation yeah. on how people yeah. consume content.
1: Yeah, there, there's a shift. There's a, a, a seismic shift that's happening in the marketplace right now, and that's from this kind of traditional kind of e-learning, right? If you look at just e-learning and LMSs, from this kind of this more traditional kind of a la carte, I'm going to take that yeah. course. I'm going to take that course, right? I don't, you know, it's 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 less about that. And it's more about creating these you know, these learning journeys, uh, much like what we did with Emerging Leaders Program. They could be a one-year learning journey. It could be a six-month learning journey. It could be a three-month. It could be a one-month sprint, right? But it's creating these different learning journeys that allows people to learn the content in different ways. So that I think the more we can create these blended learning journeys that may have, it's a combination of self-guided it's um it's it includes maybe uh, maybe some type of moderator or uh instructor that could be within the company that someone may may who may have uh subject matter expertise in that area it may be bringing in someone from external to kind of moderate that portion of the learning journey or the entire program it includes uh Uh, discussion boards, more of that social environment to allow people to kind of make a comment about something and allow someone else to give their different point of view. And it kind of builds and builds and builds. You have the discussion board. um, I think incorporating stuff like strategic leadership challenges. So something that they're working on from the beginning throughout that journey. I think anytime you can include any type of self-assessment whether it be a a self-assessment or some level of 360, I think is helpful. So I think the more kind of tools and maybe some type of output, right, um, that they have to deliver, right? So it could be that strategic leadership challenge. I think what's also really important is making sure that the manager is involved throughout the entire process so they know the expectations before the program and the, the journey starts, and they're brought in at the end. Um, they're provided some type of guide or toolkit that they can use. So if it is, let's say, a six-week learning journey, every single week, they have
0: they know what's going questions. on questions.
1: Yeah. They know what their participant's going through, and they can ask them a couple of questions to understand how they're applying the content, um, etc. So I think the more we can create these more robust journeys for people, that's how people are really going to learn. It's not this kind of in-and-out approach. It's less transactional.
0: Which is the way we were going for some time. People are making it more and more and more and more transactional. Right now, we're yeah. seeing you actually going the opposite way.
1: <laughs> You're not going to get the biggest return. It may work. People may feel like I'm being developed. But to really realize the true return on that investment, you have to make it this, this more blended, uh, create more of an experience a more more an experiential um a, approach than the than the than the transactional. And I think anytime you can build in some type of reflection journal, we did that with the emerging leaders program, they had to af- reflect every month, not what they were learning, but what they were learning from it.
0: Yeah, love it. Cuz how often do we do that? Right. Not very.
1: Not very, right? Yeah. That's how we look at everything that for the most part, everything we do now, right? The programs that we do and as we look to build, you know, different learning journeys, as we look to build certain capabilities, especially now in the, the COVID days, right? I, there's, As I mentioned earlier, I think there's a real opportunity to be building some type of kind of digital, digital leadership, digital, digital marketing, digital sales, right, mm-hmm. um, capability.
0: Yeah. Well, well, people right now, whether they like it or not, i've had i've been forced to do it a lot of the the companies have been putting it off like my i keep using my wife's company they're going to hate me by the end of this but they're a company that you know you couldn't even she couldn't work from home even though we had our baby yeah and and she had to go all the way to work just to be on a computer when she literally could do that anywhere in the world Yeah. and it took this disaster of you know what we're going through now for them to go oh okay we've actually invested in a new piece of software you can now work from home and do your course from home i was like really it took it took that long something like this to happen for you to actually provide that to your employees. Yeah. Uh, it's, (laughs) we're seeing it all, we're seeing it all around. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: I, am enrolled in a, a master's program now and it's, uh, in organizational development and they use a very similar, um, you know, a very similar format. It's, it's, you're reading You're there's, there's discussion boards, there's assignments, you're posting it it's all within a within a specific platform sometimes you mm-hmm. you pop out you may have a call you know in a you or in our world you may pop out you may do a a a, a webinar you may do a one day yeah. program you may do a three day program right so it's 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 forcing us to really be innovative in terms of how we want to drive and improve the capabilities and the skill sets of our employees so that we can enable our organizations, enable our functions, enable our teams, and enable our direct reports, right, or our people, right, to enable them to really achieve their full potential. However you want to look at it, full potential, achieve your strategic priorities, achieve your, the vision of your organization. The vision of Bausch Health is, has always been, for this to be the turnaround opportunity of a lifetime, and to truly transform as an organization so you know that's the role that my team and the folks that we work that that we partner with that's our you know that's our 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 you know our compass mm-hmm. what are we doing to really enable the transformation of the organization and as a result our people will will get better through that process
0: and if you also have missed out on I feel like that's a really good place to end and wrapping up
1: I'm active on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on it every single day. If you want to reach out to me, um, uh, just reach out to me. Send me an invite. Love to connect. Uh, continue the conversation. Pay it forward in any way I can. Help you out. Uh, provide some other insights and ideas. And and um, open to um, learning from you as well and learning what you're doing and really how we were as learning leaders. We're all in this together. So
0: yep. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, thanks again for joining us, and I'll see you again soon. Thank you. See ya. Bye.